Big Easy Bets is partnered with Big Heads Media. We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. This is episode number 18. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. I ain't simple. No, no, I ain't simple. It ain't simple being me. Conference championship week is here. We're picking every single conference championship game. We're picking uh, NFL. A few here and there. We're recapping last week's picks, and we're even going to talk a little boxing this week. Um, So, like I said, this is episode number 18. And this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. This trimmer, literally, they swear, will not nick or snag your nuts. It is also waterproof, and you can use it in the shower. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Are you going to order that one? The uh, perfect package? Yeah, perfect package 2.0. You already got it on the way? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> nah. Um, I was thinking about actually using that, that uh, promo code. Yeah. I mean, the one I got's not a lawnmower. It's more like a fucking weed whacker. <laughs> you got to take advantage of it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to recap last week's picks. Um, there's a ton of games. So, like I said, we're picking every single conference championship game this week, whether we want to or not. Um, it's a huge weekend, definitely, for Louisiana football. You got LSU going to... Atlanta for the SEC championship versus the Georgia Bulldogs. And then we've got a huge matchup in the NFL with the Saints. The 49ers are coming to the Dome for first place in the NFC. Um, where do you want to where do you want to start first? You want to recap first? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So last week was not a terrible week for me, but it was not a profitable week. I ended up going three and four overall. It was a solid week for Nick. Um so we'll start. The first game I had was, well, first on our board up here, was actually my big easy bet of the week. It was Alabama minus three and a half. This was the Iron Bowl. This did not go how I thought it would go whatsoever. Alabama three and a half point favorites. They wind up losing outright. They lose by three. I know you said you watched this game closely, right? Yeah, I watched entirety. I didn't get to. I was watching it from afar. So we were down in Baton Rouge for the LSU game. Um, So I there was a TV off in the distance that I was watching a little bit here and there. Right whenever Auburn got that last field goal before halftime was when I had to stop watching. So what happened with that? I didn't even – I know there was, uh, some, there okay. was some controversy. Yeah, at the end of the half – I saw Saban having an aneurysm. Um, Auburn's outside of field goal range with – and the clock's moving under under 30 seconds. They, they're running – so they run a play. Well, they check it down to the – running back Whitlow, who then managed to, manages to gain yards. He gets just inside a field goal range, and he's going down 
well, the clock appears that it's it's expired. It's going to go into halftime. Well, they review it. He's down with one second left. He was past the first down marker, which in college that means the clock stops momentarily for them to Reset move the, the chains yeah. to the current uh, where the so ball did, is did down. Did they have a timeout? No, they did not have a timeout. So that's 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 what's tricky, and that's why Saban was so mad was because um, – Really, when there's one second down and they have to reset the chains, it's really not enough time to get a snap off. No, definitely Usually. Um, LSU actually had this situation happen to them when Les Miles was the coach, but it was at the end of the game with Jordan Jefferson. There was one second left, mm-hmm. and we did get the snap off, but we spiked it. I was about to, yeah, I was about to say that was the spike play. <laughs> so, I mean, you've seen it happen before with one second, but um, – in this particular situation, there would absolutely be no way for them to get the field goal team on and all of that within one second for them to kick to kick. So what happened was when they're reviewing it, Auburn's smart enough to put their uh, field goal team out onto the, uh, onto the field, have them ready. So when the referee blows a whistle, they snapped it right away and were able to Dude, kick I would, the field goal. I would goal. be pissed too if I was saving. That's kind of bullshit. That, I don't know about all that, and that was the deciding factor. Yeah, that, I would be I would be a little pissed too because, I mean, that's smart by Auburn. That's really smart by Auburn to run your people out there and have them ready as soon as they put the ball down, snap it, and kick it. And and the kicker made it was a fairly long kick. It, yeah, he made a good kick. That's crazy. Well, yeah. So I did not see it going like that at all. Nor did I see what did they give up like forty eight points, Alabama. What was it, 48-45? I'll, I'll fact check that real quick. But I want to say it was around there. I did not. I know. It might have been 45-42. Yeah, I know Bama's defense has been very spotty this year, but I did not think that they were going to give up that And Alabama's field goal kicker missed a, yep. a field goal. That He's from Mandeville, too. Yeah, I you know. You saw that? He went to Mandeville High. He's giving out an apology. It's not his fault that they lost the game. It's not his fault that they gave up 40-plus points to Auburn. Like, I mean, I get it. He missed a pretty easy kick, um, a relatively short kick in the grand scheme of things, but I don't think it warranted. He was getting death threats and all that. Like, like, come on now. But, so yeah, let's see. The final score of that one came out to be, if I could find it, yeah, 48-45. to 45. Auburn wins by three. That uh, field goal at halftime winds up. Not being the deciding factor, but I mean it's a three point game. They got an extra free basically a free three points out of it. Um how many touchdowns did Mac Jones throw? <laughs> let's see. If my service would hurry up on my All right. Mac Jones threw four touchdowns. Two picks. Resulting in as you informed me um i knew there was one i did not know there was two resulting in 14 points for auburn so yeah matt jones in this game throws a total of six touchdowns two of them to happen to go to auburn though that is not a recipe for success whatsoever let's see what bo Nix did he didn't play terrible but he didn't play um (laughs) that good either so did he fumble he it doesn't look like he fumbled so he didn't have an interception, so he didn't turn the ball over, but he went 15 for 30, 173 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, they were able to uh, use misdirection, run the ball. Yeah, Whitlow had 114 yards. But, I mean, they got two touchdowns from the defense. 
they had three people averaging over seven yards a carry. So, yeah, no, that's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that was my big easy bet for college. Not good. Um, minus three and a half. They lose outright by three. Um, early week games, I had Missouri minus 12. This game was extremely frustrating. They wind up losing by 10. And as you informed me, they almost had a potential pick six to cover at the very end, but the guy just dropped it. Um, so that sucks. But Yeah, who did they play? Missouri. Yeah. Missouri played. Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, yeah. Okay, yeah, so Arkansas, they have a, they have not their starting quarterback in. Or, yeah, because like this who, guy. Who knows, dude? It's like their third or fourth string quarterback. The guy they put in was more familiar <laughs> with running the two-minute offense or something like that. Yeah. Well, he throws. So they're trying to win the game. He throws one. Um, trying to throw it. It gets batted up. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of, they're like on their own 10-yard line. Yeah. So. It gets batted up while the linebacker's running underneath it, like at the 12-yard line. And I'm like, oh, shit, he could catch it and score. <laughs> well, it goes straight through his hands. He was eyeing up the end zone, man. It, was, oh, it sucked. Man. You hate to see it. But, oh, well. Um, then I had Boise minus 12 and a half. They win by six over Colorado State. Boise let me down. They haven't let me down very often this year, but this week they did. Um, so that was a rough start to the week. Started out 0-2. Um and obviously Bama was later in the day on Saturday, but we started out with Ohio State versus Michigan on Saturday, minus eight and a half. They win by shit like 29 points. This game went just about as I said it would, uh, close for a quarter, and then they ran away with it. It wasn't, they're not on the same level. Michigan, Michigan's not on the same level overall as Ohio State. Um, next game we had was Wisconsin, and Wisconsin played Minnesota. They were two and a half point favorites. They wind up winning thirty eight to seventeen. Never really in doubt. wasn't a close game. Um, <clears throat> so we'll go. It was close for a lot of the game, but um, well, I remember Wisconsin really put it on them in the, in second, the half. second half. Okay, for sure. yeah. So I remember checking at halftime and it was kind of close. But then I remember looking like early in the third quarter and they'd already started opening it up. That's why I remember checking. I was like, oh, thank God! Like it was a long day. Uh, yeah, so. and and Wisconsin's run run offense was too much for 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 the uh, for the Badgers. Or, so I mean for the Golden Gophers. The Golden Gophers. Um, then I had UCLA minus two and a half. This game was aggravating as can be. They were losing by a lot all night, and then they made a push towards the end. Um, so minus two and a half, they wind up losing by. They lost. Doesn't matter. They UCLA. Yeah. Was it close? I thought it was for a little bit. Let me see. Like I said, it was a long, long night. UCLA, 28 to 18. So, not that close. But I think they gave up a touchdown at the end. Um, Actually, yeah, no, they did. I'm pretty sure because they, they could have went and covered the spread with a touchdown on the final drive. Um, But they didn't because the quarterback sucks. Chip Kelly sucks. Um. So you go you go ahead and cover your games and then we'll go back to my LSU pick and we'll talk about the LSU game. Okay, on um Thursday, which I was deathly ill on third on Thursday all throughout the day. On threw th- up about twelve times. On Thanksgiving? Yeah, I didn't get to eat Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> Second year I missed Thanksgiving. One time I was out of the country. I I had what you would call a Thanksgiving, but 
I don't know. It does disrespect to Thanksgiving when when it's not in America. So, um, so have you recovered from your illness? Yeah, you know, I'm doing better, but I didn't watch any of the Thursday games. I had four or five bets on yeah. Thursday that I didn't watch. Uh, I went yeah, four count, and one. If you count the, NFL, yeah, and NFL and college. So college, um, at six thirty on Thanksgiving, you had Ole Miss. Taking on the Mississippi State Bulldogs the in the bowl. Egg Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really. I'm guessing this game was a back and forth game. I know Ole Miss covers the spread with four seconds left <clears throat> in the game. A backdoor cover missed extra point. And then they missed. Um, so they score a touchdown, of course, high emotions, all of that. Um, the wide receiver decides to <laughs> pretend like he's a, a a a dog pissing in the end zone. He took a page out of Odell's book. You remember when Odell did that in New York? Did he, they flag him? Odell, yeah, he got flagged. He crawled, lifted his leg, marked his territory. Yeah, well, so that's a penalty. Backs the extra point up. Kicker just misses it, or did he miss it by a good bit? I don't know. Either way, he missed the extra point. I think he shanked it right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he might have missed it. Fairly convincingly. I don't know if it was all that close. And, um, yeah, Ole Miss covers plus two and a half, but they uh, they did not win the Egg Bowl, and, and their coach ends up getting fired later on in the week. So when I saw this, I couldn't remember <clears throat> if you had Ole Miss as a favorite or a dog. So in, in my initial reaction was, what the fuck? We lost a bet because this asshole wants to, wants to celebrate like that? And – then I text you and you're like, no, that's good. We won. So <laughs> that was best case scenario. Yeah, it could have we, went to overtime yeah. and Ole Miss loses by a field goal or more. So we'll take it. Receiver who did that stupid celebration, I don't know your name, but thank you. Um, and then you had your Big Easy Bet on of the Week Friday, for college. On Friday, uh, whatever it's called, Virginia, they get together. Virginia Tech and Virginia play every year. Um this was a back-and-forth game between two dual-threat quarterbacks who were playing fairly good, both of them, in oh, my opinion. I oh, know Bryce Perkins. Uh, the guy, I forget his first name, Hooker is his last name, but he he threw one interception, but it was right before halftime. So I think Virginia Tech turned the ball a total, uh, turned the ball over a total of four times in this game, but it was really only three because – uh, one was before halftime. It was a Hail Mary that got intercepted. Um, anyway, Bryce Perkins in this game rushed for over 150 yards. I think even in the in the first quarter, Bryce Perkins had 137 yards rushing. He broke a 69-yard touchdown in the first quarter. I saw that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> – so when I picked this game, I'm like, yeah, I like Bryce Perkins' ability to run, uh, improvise. Not that talented of a thrower, but uh, he does a good job running the football and does what it, he does what it takes to win. Um, Who's the quarterback for Houston? <clears throat> What's his name? I'm drawing a blank. The black guy? De'Eric King. Yeah. yeah. Bryce Perkins is a poor man's De'Eric King. Yeah, not nearly as explosive and he's also— He's bigger, though. Yeah. Um, Similar play styles, um, but, yeah, not, not. And Virginia's Tech defense has, has been playing well, <clears throat> but um, 
Virginia takes the lead late in this one. They're winning by three. And then Virginia Tech gets the ball, and they uh, the quarterback fumbles in the end zone, and it's recovered by yeah, I saw that. by yep. Virginia, and, yep. and that made it a nine-point game. That's the the, uh, the coach actually took a knee on, on the conversion. Really? Yeah, because yeah. he didn't want it to be blocked because in college mm-hmm. you can return the, the – uh, for a touchdown? Yeah, you can return it for two points. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have made it a two-point game, which at that point yeah, would have yeah. made it seven points. Yep. So he, he did the smart thing and kept it a two-possession game no matter what. And, and yeah, it ended up being a big, easy bet. Yep. So Virginia plus two-and-a-half and Ole Miss plus two-and-a-half. He had a two-and-a weekend, and he hit his big, easy bet. That's a W. So my last pick of the weekend was LSU minus 17 versus Texas A&M. You've been big on Texas A&M this year. You've taken them on quite a few occasions. I think I've taken them three times at least, and I know of the three ones I've taken, they've They've covered covered everyone. Yep. No, yeah, if you look at it, they've played a lot of quality teams really close this year. Um they were coming off a week of just playing Georgia to six points. Um, so I felt good about this game. Obviously took LSU as 17-point favorites. Um, I even went out on a limb. Well, we Okay, so we had field passes for this one. So I was down there on the field pregame. So I went down. I went out on a limb on last week's episode of the podcast. I'm going to play a clip for y'all so y'all can hear what I'm talking about. But, yeah, you better believe that I'm going to be getting in every single one of their heads. I'm going to get Kellen Mond so thrown off his game, I'm predicting three interceptions. Kellen Mond threw three interceptions. If you don't – I mean, can I get some credit on that? I was down there immediately as we touched the field. We're right next to A&M warming up, and I'm just lighting them up. I'm screaming at him. you'll never be Johnny Manziel. Kept saying 11-8, number two. Uh, we walked past Kendrick Rogers, number 13, the wide receiver with the dreadlocks. I'm standing like five feet away from him. I tell him, you'll never be Mike Evans. Takes his helmet off, looks at me, starts walking over to me. My initial reaction was, oh, shit. And then, so, yeah, I'm jawing back and forth with all of them. I swear to God, I looked Kellen Mond in his eyes, and I told him, you're throwing three interceptions tonight. Did he hear me? I think so. Did he acknowledge me? No. When he threw that third interception, you know he was like, goddamn kid was right. What did he know? Goddamn kid put voodoo on me. I tweeted out. I tweeted out for everybody, even for all of you assholes who don't listen to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. I tweeted out and said, hammer LSU minus 17. I'm in Kellen Mond's head. I told him personally he's throwing three interceptions. I looked him in his eyes, and what did he do? He went out there and threw three interceptions. I told Kendrick Rogers, you'll be lucky if you catch a ball tonight. I said, Derek Stingley's gotten, he's locking you up. You'll be lucky if you catch a ball. Kendrick Rogers had zero receptions on the game. Not one. Yeah, and, and he had a big game in, the, in that the seven, seven overtimes. overtimes. He did. Not one catch. Not one. Don't call me a prophet. but Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I didn't pick this one. I honestly, I felt good about it the whole it's not like I th- way. It's not like I was thinking about picking A&M or anything like that, but... Um, I mean, I was becoming worried. I was just worried that okay, yeah, I know that it's a revenge game from last year, but I was wondering if that was getting too much in my head, 
me thinking with my heart, me being an LSU fan, <laughs> die hard. Yeah, and they have played and that, a lot of teams And that's why I close. stayed away from it. Yeah, so. and they, they've played a lot of teams close this year. So this wasn't I, – I don't know. I just felt like this was going to be the game. With us getting the number two spot in the rankings, probably feeling disrespected, rightfully so feeling disrespected. I felt like after everything that's happened, Texas A&M made, made like memorabilia cups celebrating a 74-72 to 72 win in, seven, in a seven-overtime game. It was a regular season game. It wasn't a, in the playoff. It wasn't in a bowl game. What are you making cups for to celebrate it? They handed them out this year. Yeah, and what sucked about that game was um, that L- if LSU would have won that game, which they should have, I think that the um, the Aggies got favorable mm-hmm. officiating. I don't know. There was uh, LSU was going to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, there was because LSU would have yep. been ten and two. Yep. Georgia happened to finish the season with two losses, one of them being a 20-point loss to LSU. LSU uh, would have played Texas in in the Sugar Bowl. Georgia ends up losing to Texas in the Sugar Bowl. However, LSU still got a New Year's Six Bowl. They played UCF in the Fiesta Bowl. and Joe Burrow throws a pick six. Joe Burrow throws a pick six and gets blindsided, running to go try to tackle the guy on the pick six. And ever since then, Joe Burrow hadn't been the same player. Joe Burrow said, you know what? No, no longer. Came back. I mean, if I don't know if you remember that. The D lineman decleated him. Absolutely, like, laid him out. And oh, every, yeah, I remember. He got right back up. He got right back up. Ever, and then goes and starts putting together. I mean, he had an incredible game after that interception. And he's having a Heisman Trophy season. I mean, whoever whoever yeah, you are that hit him. I'm not going to lie. You. Before that game, um, before that UCF game, I was like, yeah, Burrow's decent, but um, no, I'm yeah. not sure he how good he is. He answered a lot of is. questions in that And then when half. he got up from that hit and then did what he did, that's when I was like, yeah, I think Burrow. This dude's a real deal. And then when I watched a spring game this year, I was like, oh, yeah, Burrow's going to have a chance to win the Heisman Trophy if, if, if we do indeed do what we're doing in the spring game because in the spring game we spread it out They've been talking about this for years and years at LSU, spreading the ball out. We're yep. going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, they finally got the confidence. They felt like they had the guy to do it at quarterback. And we're rewriting the record books. Yeah, and we were out here saying this before the season even started. Joe Burrow is going to win the Heisman. LSU is going to win the national championship. championship. Everyone's like, yeah, they might finish third in the West. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Yeah, everybody, oh, that's a homer pick. No, this is an educated pick. We wouldn't say it if we didn't think it, and I hope y'all listened. If y'all didn't listen, I mean, you got nobody to blame but yourself. So that closes out my weekend. Um, I mean, it was a hell of a game. We beat them by, what was it, 50-7? to Like I said, I was in Kellen Mond's head from the start, and Kendrick Rogers, he don't want any, he don't want any problems with me. And the defense played really good. I can tell they really wanted to shut them out. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, I went three and four on the uh, weekend. So, could have been worse. Started out terrible. Kind of came back from the dead a little bit there on Saturday. So, three and four overall. That brings me to 46, 37, and one. And then Nick went two and oh. That brings him to 37, 30, and two. And he hit his big easy bet of the week. So, we'll quickly go through. NFL picks and recap those, and then we'll move on to our conference championship picks. So, 
We'll start with my big easy bet of the week for the NFL. It was the New Orleans Saints on Turkey Day in Atlanta versus the Falcons. So this game, holy shit, should have not been close at all. We don't know how to recover an onside kick. We made it a little bit closer than it needed to be. I think we wound up winning by eight points. Um, But, again, everybody wants to critique the Saints. Yes, we need to learn how to recover an onside kick. Um, Sean Payton, I read something today. He said, every single day you will see us recovering an onside kick before practice is over. So, he's working those guys. They they know that they're going to get that straightened out. Um, I felt like Drew looked great. The defense looked great. We made it closer than we needed to be towards the end, but – if you look at it, it really wasn't a close game. We we controlled this game from start to finish. Um, I have I have no complaints really, other than recover the onside kick in this game. Didn't even close. So <clears throat> Saints minus six. That was my big easy bet. Uh, also on Thursday, the first game of Thanksgiving, I had the Bears minus two and a half. Um, also had Kenny Galladay in fantasy first play for the Lions, seventy five yard touchdown. Loved it. Bears also come back to win outright by four. So they cover the two and a half point spread. And then I had the Cowboys minus seven. We were on here last week with Bam and Jesse. Uh, Nick obviously picked the Bills. Bam picked the Bills, which doesn't mean anything because he bets $5 a pick. Um, And then Jesse had too many beers. He didn't even know. He thought Bills meant like you got to pay your bills. Like he didn't even know what that meant. Um, so Cowboys minus seven. I was the only one on the Cowboys. I did not think at home on Thanksgiving that they were going to do what they did, but the Bills were above 500. The Cowboys can't beat a team above 500. Yeah, 0 and 5 now. That's terrible. And they're in first place in their division at 6 and 6. That's a joke. Yeah, I, like I said before, I didn't watch any of these Thanksgiving games, so not going to be much. Uh, First drive, they marched Analysis down. by me. They marched down the field first drive and score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, this is about to get ugly. No, they didn't score another touchdown until I one. I don't even know if they scored another touchdown at all. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know they didn't score another touchdown until like the fourth quarter if they did. But you had the Bills. That was a good pick. Yeah, and then on I had the Bears as well with you. Our only difference on Thursday was – for NFL was was this game. Yep. And then I had, with that Bears game, I had the Bears-Lions under 38-and-a-half 30, uh, for for total points. Uh, this one ends up being 44. Mm-hmm. So it went over. I had it. I had the that under. Fucking Gall- under. That, that was my big easy bet. But That damn Kenny Galladay 75-yard touchdown, did you end? Yeah, and, and I it wasn't like I came into here with, with that under pick. I was, like, looking at it. Looking on my phone while we were doing the podcast. And then I was like, ah, that under looks pretty good. And then you were like, you know what? I love that under. And then I was like, (laughs) that's going to be my big easy bet. I should have picked something else because likelihood of the situation would have been a winner with the way my weekend went in the NFL. Yeah. Well, you didn't really have too many negative things go for you this weekend. So um, my last two remaining picks on Sunday were the Browns minus two. I'm done with Baker Mayfield. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm off the Baker Mayfield train. He had a drive to go win the game, and he threw or to go tie the game. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was to go tie it because they lost twenty to thirteen. Um, and he throws a pick, a terrible throw behind Jarvis Landry. It was not Jarvis's fault. It was behind him. Throws an interception. It, stop making goddamn progressive commercials and 
maybe go practice with your wide receivers. You got Odell having eight straight games under 100 receiving yards. That's not his fault. That dude's damn good. I could throw to Odell for over 100 yards. Just give him the ball. I don't know. I think Baker's regressed this year, but they typically say you go through your sophomore slump, and then when you hit your third season is when you're going to find out who's the real deal and who's not. Um, yeah, except for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's sophomore season is. Yeah. No, yeah, he's lighting it it's up. It's like I picked Mahomes' up. sophomore season was yeah. sky high. Lamar Jackson, sky high. Both, uh, they're saying Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. I'm not convinced, but no, yeah, I don't. Russell Wilson's still out there. I think Russell Wilson's going to win the MVP. And I think he should win the MVP. They don't have as good of an all-around team as Baltimore. Look, I picked Baltimore to win the division this year, and my only worry was Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, I can admit the dude's having an incredible year. Don't get me wrong. But if you go look at his stats, he's not lighting it up through the air. So I had a bold prediction last week. This isn't even that bold of a prediction, but mark my words. In the playoffs, if the Ravens find themselves in the second half or in the fourth quarter down by 10 points or more, Lamar Jackson will throw a crucial interception to lose them the game. He, When he is in a obvious passing situation, He's not as good and he's not a good enough passer or a good enough quarterback from the pocket to make the throws necessary to win the games in the playoffs. It's just not. If you watch, if you look at some of his touchdown throws, it's his receivers making pretty incredible catches. The balls are behind. They're not he did make a couple throws in the Niners game. Don't get me wrong. And I know it was wet. It was rain and it was sloppy conditions. He made a couple throws that I was like, okay, those are quality throws. Those were really good throws. But if you look at some of them when he's pushing them down the field, they're just they're just not there. I'm telling you, down 10 points or more in the second half or in the fourth quarter in the playoffs, he will make a critical mistake. If I'm wrong, I'll own it, but I don't think I'm wrong. I don't think I am. Not this year. So we went through this with Kaepernick. How are we going to stop Kaepernick? It's There's always somebody who comes into the league, lights it up for a year. Oh, my God, how are we going to stop this guy? And then they 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 adapt. The best quarterbacks are the one who can sit in the pocket and throw strikes. It's been that way for the entire NFL existence. Michael Vick lit it up, but Michael Vick never did anything of significance in the league in regards to like playoffs, wins, like, you know? I'm telling you, I think once he gets to the playoffs, he's going to make a crucial mistake. To me, Mike Vick was, was, was a better passer than Lamar Jackson is right now. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson's a, a freak athlete. No, he is. Probably I mean, one of the best athletes pure, pure to athletes. Ever, yeah. ever play in the NFL. No, you the just watch him makes, run his jukes. Are he's nasty. making people miss. They, these are the best athletes in the world that play in the NFL. And he's making them look like deer in the headlights whenever it's one-on-one. He, he juked, I think it was Tart, one, the defensive back for the Niners. He froze him up so bad and just dropped him. It was, oh, it was nasty. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not... I don't want it to seem like I'm hating on the dude. Alec loves Lamar Jackson. He was always politicking for him. And I said, look, I don't think he's going to be that good. But it wasn't anything personally with him. I said, I kind I hope he does have a good career. Like, I don't wish anybody to have a bad career except maybe Matt Ryan. Like, but I said, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't know. We'll see though. I mean, he had, I mean, this year they're, they're 10 and two, their first place in the AFC. Um, 
I think they're the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. So until he proves anybody wrong, or until he proves me wrong, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, so yeah, I ended up going. So yeah, I had the Browns, whatever, off the Baker Mayfield train. He's fucking terrible. He's regressed this year. We'll see what happens next year. I don't think the jury's out on him yet of being a bust. Some people are jumping on that wagon that he's not good. I don't know that I'm there yet. Uh, he did set the rookie record for touchdowns. Um, so yeah, Browns minus two. They lost. What? You got something to say? Mm-mm. Okay. Let me look like you. I forgot to say, to say one of my jokes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's been bugging you. Yeah, but I can't say it now, so. So then I had the Jets minus three and a half versus the Bengals. I got suckered into this pick. This is one of those picks. If they played again this next week, I would pick them again. The Bengals suck, but they knew. Vegas knew. They got us. Anybody who says they knew the Jets were going to lose to the Bengals, stop fucking lying to yourself. Hey, I did say, I did say (laughs) teams don't lose every game. No, you did. Yeah, no, you did. And then I also said the Jets will never play good two weeks in a row. They had come off of a phenomenal uh, performance against the The Raiders, Raiders. who may have fell off. I know. But, uh, yeah, and then I I didn't know how the game was going to go, and then I saw how it was going, I was like, damn. That's like one of those when you look back at it, you're like, of course. Of course. Like I did feel like that was kind of a trap. Yeah, and after I picked it, I started feeling like that too a little bit. I wouldn't bit, have but. picked the Bengals by any means, but yeah, um. that's what I'm saying. You got to be crazy to pick the Bengals, yeah. like. But oh well. So two and three in the NFL for me. Um, you can go ahead and wrap up your very good weekend in the NFL. If you wouldn't have picked that under pick, you'd be looking at a great weekend. I mean, it was still a great weekend anyway. You look at it. I mean, other than it wasn't not like the it. It was that far off. It was like five and a half. Six point six and a half points, something like that. So it was thirty eight and a half. It hit. It yeah. So it went five and a half over. <clears throat> so if that seventy five yard touchdown yep. does not happen, yeah. If they go three and out there, then you're good. Yeah. So um, where are we? But yeah. So okay. I had the Bears Lions under thirty eight. That was a loss. That was my big easy bet. I had the Bears minus three. That was a win. Yep. Just like you. We were both on that, yeah. And then I had the Bills plus seven. The Bills won this game outright. I thought they had a good chance to win this game. Um, I, I've i been I, big on the Bills all year. I just I didn't think they were going to go into Dallas. I after thought all the, seven was way happened. too many. Yeah. I thought the Cowboys probably should be favorite being at home, but I did think seven was too many. So that was a win. And then I had the Saints minus seven. They win by eight. That was another win, and then I lose on Sunday night. I mean, <laughs> um, I had another win before Sunday night, actually. 49ers plus six. I thought six was too many to give the 49ers. This game was back and forth. You did, couldn't tell who was going to win till the very end. Yep. Um, Justin Tucker. Automatic. One of the best kickers in the league. Automatic. Except um, that's what I texted you. That man's auto- He's a machine except on extra points against the Saints. Yep. Um, Justin Tucker kicks a phenomenal kick in sloppy conditions in the rain to win the game, um, by three points. So that, uh, the 49ers plus six, that's a cut. They cover. Yep. That was a win. Then I had the Patriots who a lot of people are saying it's the end of an era. Yeah. The end of an era. 
Yeah, they've, they've tried to say this shit before. They have. The last, like, 10 years they've been saying this. And wait until they figure it out because they're going to. I'm sure they will, but I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they I want don't. the Saints to beat Brady. I mean, yeah, I want Drew Brees to beat Tom Brady. Personally, I mean, or Mahomes, too. Mahomes would be just as good because yeah. Mahomes, when it's all said and done, is going to be right up parent. there. He's the heir He's going to be right up there with the best of them. Lamar Jackson, if we play them in a Super Bowl, whatever. I'm dude. not worried I mean, about Lamar Jackson's matchup. a phenomenal athlete. We've already, we just talked He's about not him. out-dueling Drew Brees in a Super Bowl, though. But to me, it would be much more of a significant win being that Brady's, um, Breeze. Brady. <laughs> Brady and Breeze. Has already beat uh, Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game. Peyton Manning. And then he beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. For him to be able to uh, beat Aaron Rodgers possibly in this playoffs and then beat um, beat Brady in the yep. Super Bowl, that would be huge for his legacy. I mean, Drew Brees to to us, say so he beats the and a lot of Saints fans is one of the most underrated quarterbacks to me. He's the greatest of all time to me. Yeah, to me, he's he's the greatest of all time, and there's no debating that he's the greatest player in NFL history that has not won the MVP. Oh, without a doubt. No, yeah, you'll never convince me otherwise of that. And I've always said, statistically, he's the greatest quarterback to ever throw a football. You give Brady the edge with the rings, but pure quarterback, in my opinion, it's Drew Brees. The stats don't lie. Everybody wants to talk about the system. He hadn't had a Pro Bowl wide receiver until Michael Thomas. He he, he was throwing the, the beer man, basically, Michael Lewis. Like, it wasn't Michael Lewis, but uh, it's the equivalent of Michael Lewis. They found these guys off the street. Listen, if you're a kid out there, high school, and you want to learn how to play quarterback, you watch film on Drew Brees. You watch. You're going to find out how to play quarterback If you want to find out how to be a human in general in everyday life, watch footage on Drew Brees. I mean, this guy, he doesn't kiss his kids on the mouth like Brady. Brady open mouth kisses his kid. Something's wrong with that. Where's Chris Hansen when you need him? Nobody wants to talk about that because he's got all the Super Bowl rings. I mean, come on. He he rocks Air Jordan ones to the Pelicans game. What is Brady wearing? Uggs? Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started on this comparison. Okay. I'll put uh, Brittany Breeze up to Giselle any day of the week. What's her name? Giselle. I call her G- Gizly. Gizly? G- whatever her name is. I don't know. I say it with a uh, G. That's a G, not a J. You call her, no, you're calling her a gazelle. Yeah, whatever. That's an animal. That's <laughs> Whatever. All right, we're getting off Anyways, Drew Brees, best footwork ever. Yep. I mean, his ability to move around the pocket. And the most accurate second quarterback Second to none. There's no debating it. I mean, if you watch Drew Brees play quarterback, you'll say he's the best ever. Yeah, it, but it, when you go to look at championships and all that, it can be debated. But I mean, anyway, we're getting off track. Um, so that wraps up a five and two weekend. I for didn't you. get to the end. No, <laughs> no. So the the Patriots minus three. Uh, they get down early to the Texans. Yep. They try to mount a comeback. They ended up losing by I think eight points. Um. And then. On Monday night, I had the Seahawks. Russell Wilson taking on yeah, they lost by the six. Vikings. And um, the Patriots lost by six. Yes. Okay. They Russell Wilson ripped. taking on Kirk Cousins. You know who I'm taking, and you know who you should have taken. Russell Wilson. Um, Kirk Cousins is now 0-8 in Monday night football. I've always said, 
I think I said that earlier this year. Kirk Cousins will put up the numbers, but he's not going to win you the big one. And I get it. That doesn't necessarily equate as the big one, but, I mean, primetime games when the lights are on, everybody's watching just you, it's not good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Right before halftime when uh, Russell Wilson bats his own pass up. Oh, God. <laughs> and it gets intercepted in return for a touchdown. I I was um, – I said, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, dude, just let it fall right there. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't in jeopardy of being intercepted. He said, he said, hey, catch. <laughs> Go take it. Yeah, he, like, went into default mode. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. A lot of quarterbacks but, – Yeah, but you hit it straight down. Try to catch it. Yeah. Um. And you you should bat it down, but so you don't get the negative yards. He batted it up right into the hands of a Minnesota Viking defender. <laughs> Unbelievable, but uh, they still covered, so that was good. That that wraps up a five and two weekend. One of my best, uh, probably. Yeah, probably the best out of any of us so far in the NFL. Just I've I've had record. a two and one weekend in the NFL. Two and one. Yeah, and in that same week, I, I. Uh, yeah, well, two and I went three and zero oh in college, so oh, this yeah. is probably my oh, second overall. best. Yeah. yeah, no, I've had some good weeks overall. Like, I, I want to say I haven't finished any undefeated yet. Yeah, I don't know that I have either. I, I definitely haven't in NFL. Like, if you combine the two, definitely had some good college weeks. The record shows that. But um, so yeah, two and three for me. I hit my big easy bet, and five and two for Nick. He did not hit his big easy bet, but we alternated. I did not hit my college one. He did hit his college one. So that brings my overall NFL record to 24, 26, and one, and that brings his to 23 and 22. Overall record for big easy bets for the NFL is 31, 32, and one. Um, So our locks of the week, our big easy bets, record mine is 11 and 7 Knicks is 9 and 9 so I mean overall that's we're 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 lacking in the NFL category a little bit Nick is uh turning his around he's now positive and I'm gonna be positive before this year is over just ride it out it's been a it's been a weird a weird year in the NFL um well it doesn't help that it's rigged yeah that too uh which gotta be on the right side of the rigging um. All right. So recaps are done. Let's move on to these games. It's conference championship week, and we are picking every single conference championship game, starting with Oregon and Utah. Friday night, Pac-12 championship. What do you like? Um. What's your point spread on this? Um, I have six and a half. I believe I have six and a half, too. I went and placed, I can check right now for you. I went and placed my bets uh, yesterday, I think. Um, placed a nice little bet on Duke, plus 245 on the money line, and they won. So, uh, needless to say, I was very happy about that. Um, Do you want to talk about the um, playoff yeah. playoff picture at all? For, for college, college football yeah. playoff? How we think what it is right now and then how we think it's going to end so, up being. Um, my personal opinion is. Because, I mean, what happens in these games. Oh, yeah. It's going to. They're going to keep. They're going to keep Ohio State at one. I think they beat Wisconsin. Um, I, I think we beat Georgia, so we stay at two. Um, Clemson is obviously going to win. They're going to stay at three. So that fourth spot is the one that's up for grabs. If Georgia beats us. 
they could potentially well, no, they're in four right now, so they would hold on to that fourth spot. Uh, if you, they beat us, they would probably jump to three. We would be four. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, yep. And then Clemson would be two. Ohio State would be one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to— How do you think it's going to end? Well, I think we beat— So you think we beat I think Georgia, we beat and Georgia. then who do you think gets the fourth spot? So that brings me to my decision with— uh. Friday pick, I think Oregon – I'm picking Oregon to cover the spread versus Utah, but honestly, I think Oregon wins the game outright. Um, so then you make a case for does Oklahoma squeak in if they beat Baylor? Um, you've got Wisconsin's in there. I don't know. I don't know because Wisconsin doesn't deserve to be in. And I don't think – No, especially if they lose to uh, Ohio State, which yeah. will give them a third loss. Yeah. So – yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that um, Oregon could win this game. And I don't. I think that if I have to predict, I think LSU could possibly jump back into that number one spot because see, I think that they're going to beat Georgia by more than two possessions. See, we should jump into that number one spot, but I don't think they're going to do it. I was reading something today. Somebody was explaining why it won't happen, and it made sense. They're, they're, I mean, so if you look at – Wisconsin does not deserve to be number eight. You've got um, who did they just play? Michigan didn't drop that far, but they dropped Bama to twelve. That's where they're like, why is Bama at twelve, but Wisconsin sitting at number eight? Like they're they're making it making Ohio State's resume seem better than it is. They're bolstering their resume to make it look better than it actually is to make them stay in that number one spot. It's conspiracy, but it made sense the way this guy was putting it. He had a lot more. I think that. Um, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that we're not number one. So yeah, I mean, look, if I had to predict, I would think that LSU is going to be. I think that there's a good chance that we become number one. Honestly, I hope so. I, I do because I think we're going to beat Georgia convincingly, like fairly convincingly, and then yeah. Like, how can you argue otherwise? No, I know, but there, there's, I already feel like, how can you argue We beat otherwise? Alabama with Tagovailoa. In Bama. In Alabama. Then we're going to beat Georgia, which this game it's happens to be in game. Georgia. Yeah, it's a home game for them. Um, yeah, I mean, who has Ohio State beaten? They beat Wisconsin. They beat Michigan. Michigan. But, I mean, they beat Penn State. Michigan wasn't top 10. No. They Penn beat, State was. Yeah. So they have one top 10 win right now. Two, I think. But that because they beat Wisconsin when Wisconsin were was, they top ten? No, they weren't because they they lost the week before they were supposed to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they lost to um, uh, who was it? It was Illinois. Yeah. So if I have to predict, to me, I think this is the way it's going to end: LSU at number one, Ohio State at number two, mm-hmm. Clemson at number three, um. And then at number four, I think that it's going to be Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, that's Because how... I think, but I think if Utah wins, that Utah's going to get in, but... Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No, I agree. I just, I personally, I don't think they're going to win. Reason why is, I think Oregon's got a good defense. Um, Utah is, I've seen on quite a few games this year where Utah was susceptible through the air. Their secondary looks like their weakest link of the defense. They've got a really good defense, don't get me wrong. If you look at the stats, actually, these teams are almost like completely even stat yeah. wise. So, um, 
that brings us to our first conference championship game. Yep. Both of us seem to be going with Oregon plus six and a half. Yep. And um, look, Oregon, Oregon's number two rush defense in the Pac-12, allowing 106 yards per game. Probably right behind Utah. Utah is having a phenomenal rush defense, but to me, that's not that big of a deal because yeah, you're of in the Pac-12 because of a bear. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but also look, they're not playing. Utah not only allows that. 56 rushing yards a game. No, I know that's that's impressive. And they allow 185 passing yards a game. But Oregon's right there. Oregon only allows 225 passing yards a game. I think Oregon overall is a good team. Utah obviously is a good team, but you know when you look at this, you got to throw the ball to win the game, and I think Oregon has the edge with that. And this is exactly why I picked Oregon at the start of the year versus Auburn. It didn't pay off for me. It should have. It was unlucky. Um, yeah, and, yeah, you're right. But I tend. I've said it all year. I've, I started the year with Auburn. I'm. An, I mean, with uh, Oregon. I'm going to end the year with Oregon. I tend to go to the better quarterback. I think Justin uh, Herbert knows that his draft stock is slipping a little bit due to the poor play over the last weeks. And um, I think he's going to come out and kind of remind everybody why he was projected to be potentially the first quarterback off the board. Like, I think he's going to come up and light it up. If they can stop Zach Moss, make Tyler Huntley throw, and it comes down to a, a quarterback duel, then I like Oregon to win this game, and I definitely like him to cover the six and a half. Yeah, a thing to mention is, look, Oregon plays good in close games. They played a lot of close games this year, winning most of them. Um the ones they've lost have been a it was a three point loss to Arizona State, and that's a quality team. They got a really good defense. They got an NFL uh, caliber coach who is a defensive guy, and they got an up and coming quarterback in Jaden Daniels. So that's it's not a good loss. There's no good losses, but that's not a terrible loss. And then they lost to Auburn. It was by six points, yep. but they lost on a basically in play. the final seconds of yep. this game. And it, and they dominated this first half. This game shouldn't have been close. That that one still eats at me. That was a good pick. That one I started the year off bad with that one. That should have been. But I also started the year off with Utah and the Holy War against BYU, and they did me good. I thought about that pick in this game, um, but I really do. I feel like look, I feel like Oregon's got this one. Yeah, and and Oregon has a good defense, and I think that their secondary is fairly good. No, yeah, their defense is. I mean, they because I remember it when Auburn. yeah when I watched the Auburn game, I was like, damn. This Oregon defense is a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah. No, I agree. And, um, yeah, look, Oregon number one in Pac-12 in terms of turnover margin. I think Oregon Ducks defense comes up with some big turnovers in this one. And, yeah, I'm picking them plus six and a half. But like you, I think that Oregon Mm -hmm. is going to win this game outright. Yeah, so we pick all our picks against the spread. There's no point in dictating which one is a money line pick. But – if you want to put this one on the money line, this wouldn't be a bad one to go with. Um, but, yeah, all of our picks are against the spread, so we're both on Oregon plus six and a half. This one's on Friday in the Pac-12 championship. This one is in is it? Uh, it's in Santa Clara, right, California? I believe so. Um, all right, so that brings us to the next pick, which we think, or this next game, which we think will have very much, uh, all of these picks are going to have, Real big, um, sorry, I'm getting fucking getting texts in the middle of this. All of these picks are going to have big implications on that final fourth spot for the playoff. Um, so this next game is yeah, the, that Oregon Utah games on Friday. 
Yeah. Seven o'clock. So that don't wait till Saturday to watch it because you you'll have missed it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's the only Friday game this week. Um. So Big Twelve Championship: Baylor and Oklahoma. This one's in Jerry's world in Dallas. Um. Oklahoma is favored by nine. So, I'll tell you who I like in this one. So me and Nick have not talked about our picks at all. Um. I don't know who he's taking. He doesn't know who I'm taking. Um. I figured I wanted us to have open dialogue on all of these picks um, on the podcast. So I like Baylor plus nine here. I don't love this pick. I really, really, really thought about taking Oklahoma, but Baylor's got one loss this year, and they're sitting at seven. I mean, if you really think about it. Yeah, they lost to Oklahoma. If Georgia loses, if Utah loses, and Baylor wins. Yeah, yeah, then it's – to me, it's going to be the winner of this the, yeah. this Big Twelve championship. If Utah loses, if, yeah, and Georgia loses, I think there's no arguing it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, their only loss this year is Oklahoma, and what were they up twenty five? They were up twenty. Yeah, they was twenty eight to three. Yeah, at halftime they were up thirty one to ten. Or is that what it was? But they were but at one point they were, they were up twenty eight to three at yeah. one point. So they showed that. I mean, they just didn't finish, but they were there. They were kicking the shit out of Oklahoma. So you can look at it either way. You can look at it as Oklahoma knows they got to make a statement to try to get in on that fourth spot, but you could look at it as Baylor knows that they can hang with this team and that they're good enough to beat this team and that if the cards play in their favor, they might find themselves in that fourth spot. So I like Brewer, the quarterback for Baylor. I think Oklahoma's got a not good defense at all. Their secondary is not good. Um, Baylor loves to throw the ball. They're going to be fired up. This is their only loss, and they were kicking the shit out of them and then had one of the biggest collapses. They had a they had a Super Bowl Matt Ryan collapse. So I like Baylor to come out here and uh, get it done, at least to cover the nine. What do you think? You, on you know, I picked Baylor in that first the first meeting. Yep. Baylor was getting 10 in the first one. And, you know, I picked Baylor. They got off to the phenomenal start. But to me, them blowing 28, 25-point lead, 21-point um, lead at halftime. In the second half, Baylor didn't score not one point. They let Oklahoma come back and beat them 34-31. to 31. To me, I think Oklahoma is in a position um, – I don't think Baylor comes out and beats Oklahoma by by a big margin. I just don't think it's going to happen to me. Oklahoma's in a position to try to earn some style points with the college football playoff committee. Last year they did it against Texas, uh, who they barely beat Texas in a uh, regular – or no, actually Texas beat them in a regular season Yeah, last year. Yep. And they had a rematch in the uh, uh, Big 12 championship. And Oklahoma won by two possessions easy. I think it was a 12-point win for Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So uh, historically in rematches, Oklahoma plays well in the uh, Big 12 championship, at least from last year. That's why I'm taking Oklahoma, I guess. It's minus nine. It's been flipping from from eight points to nine points. Last I checked, it was eight and a half, but I guess it's nine now. Yeah, I still take Oklahoma minus nine. I just feel like it's hard to beat a team twice in one year. In any in NFL, in college, anywhere. It's it is, hard. but it's the way they did it. Yeah. No, they no, I know. 
But I look at it from the sense of Baylor was able to put it up on them. Like, they just collapsed. I mean, and that is the sign of a better team. It's who finishes the game. Don't get me wrong. But the nine points is a lot, I think. I don't know. I, I Like I said, this one, I didn't love this one. Um, I thought about this one for quite a while, looked into it. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going – I'm going Baylor here. So you're on Oklahoma? Yeah. I'll take Oklahoma minus nine. Okay. So there you have it. Opposites on that one. Um, Next game, we move on to the Sun Belt Championship. This is a rematch of a game we picked earlier this year. (sighs) This is the ULL Raging Cajuns versus the Appalachian State, whatever they are. Mountaineers? Don't know. Uh, They're 21, ranked in the nation. App State is minus six and a half point favorites. We picked this game earlier, earlier in the year. Nick called for the entire city of Lafayette to show up for their team, to come out and uh, show some support. They didn't. Yeah, your whole sorry shit, shitty team in your <laughs> shitty fucking city. You got no pride down there. You'll never be LSU. You'll never be LSU. You want a bunch of wannabes down there. Yeah, go Cajuns. Yeah, y'all don't even care. You could have had any seat you wanted. You could have bought the cheapest ticket and sat anywhere you wanted. Look, the, the stadium holds 40-something thousand, 44,000. There was 20,000 of y'all there. It's it's It was y'all's biggest game of the year. To, to Lafayette, Appalachian State is this team's Alabama. Imagine yeah. if LSU played Alabama and only 50,000 people came to watch. I mean, for, for 50 bucks, you could have probably called plays. You could have probably called a couple plays. That's how much they're trying to... They were, they're making no money on this game. Nobody showed up. But with that being said, this game is in Kid Brewer Stadium, which is in uh, whatever, North Carolina, wherever they are. It's a home it's a home game for Appalachian State. Um, but I said I would never do it again. I said I would never do it again. But I'm going back with them. The Raging Cajuns plus six and a half. I like Levi Lewis. He's a quality quarterback. He's got 20 touchdowns, three picks this year. I think Elijah Mitchell is a stud at running back. Um, he's averaging six yards per carry. He's already rushed for over 1,000 yards. Or I say already. Season's over. But he's rushed for 1,007 yards and 14 touchdowns. And you love Jamarcus Bradley, do you not? I do. You he's do. very good. Not only because he has the same last name as me, this guy's a baller. <laughs> that's another guy with the double first names. That's a uh, that's an X factor right there. Shit. If you really want to boil down to it, their three best players have the double first names. That... <laughs> This might oh, be Elijah a, Mitchell. This might be a lock. Oh yeah, this is a it's a lot. Yeah, I'm going with Lafayette. I'm going with Lafayette. I would call them Louisiana, but they haven't earned it. Lafayette plus six and a half. All three players with the double first names. When's the last time you heard you've ever seen that? You can't name three people off the top of your head that you know with the two double first names. You got Levi Lewis, Elijah Mitchell, and Jamarcus Bradley. Lock it in. Look, um, me picking this game, you picking this game. We both picked the other one. We both had Lafayette. I think they were. It wasn't even. It was a pick them. And the, Lafayette lost 17-7. to uh, It was actually closer than that. Oh, Appalachian yeah. This State was terrible. Had, terrible play call. Had like a 10-minute drive to end the game, and they scored a touchdown and make it a 10-point game. Um, look. You want to talk about you well, rip your heart out. Did some bad. They had made some bad decisions coaching in this one. Yep. And I think that they coaching staff knows that. No, I do too. That's what that was a factor in me picking this um, game too. UL on the ground, six and a half yards per carry. Love Run it. the ball. 
Love it. They got they trying to get cute out there. They need a if they they were they did well running the ball early in this game. They need to keep running, commit to the run. Feed um, Elijah Mitchell. Look, they average six and a half yards per carry, which uh, equates to two hundred seventy four yards. Yeah, no, of Russian were. offense a game. Appalachian State's not far behind, oh, yeah. however. Both of these teams want to run the rock. 226 sure. yards a game for Appalachian State. To me, I think if UL runs the ball, I think that's going to be the game plan. They're going to keep this one really close. I think UL might be able to upset them. Yeah. No, I I think they could too. Um, this falls into another. It's hard to beat a team twice in one year. Shit, a lot of these games. The next one that we're going to talk, or a couple games down the line that we're going to talk about is uh same thing. But... Yeah, both of these teams want to run the ball. That's a recipe for a close game. Um, both have quality defenses. Like I said, I like Levi Lewis at quarterback, and they've got a stud at receiver. Give him the ball. Give him give him a – I remember that the last time they played, they threw one. He had no chance to go get it. It was on, like, second down when they should have ran the ball from, like, the one-yard line. I think they had four opportunities and got stuffed. Didn't get any points. Yeah, I think they got down there twice. Yeah, and didn't get points. They no, missed a field goal. They did and, a double um, reverse on a fourth yeah. down. Like it was horrible play calling. I think they make up for it in this game. Um, I think they come ready to play on the road. Plus six and a half. We're both on the raging Cajuns, and I mean you got the top three best players with the double first names. That's unheard of. You couldn't. There's probably not another team in the nation that could, that has that. I don't. Don't hold me to that, but, I mean, come on. If, if, if you need another sign that tells you to pick UL, then what are you doing? That's all that, You got everything you need right there. All right, next game, Miami of Ohio versus Central Michigan. Uh, Central Michigan, I believe, is only known for having Antonio Brown as their uh, shining alma mater. Um, or not alma mater. Uh, yeah, what's alumni. Central Michigan's mascot? Oh God! Who the hell knows? Let's see. Um, yeah, doesn't tell me. Central Michigan pride, Antonio Brown. They taught you how to be a stand-up citizen, huh? Yeah, they really. Uh, let's see. We're gonna look that up. Yeah, I, I, they probably don't even claim him, honestly. Um, let's see. The Central Michigan. What? Action C. Oh, yeah. they're the Chippewas. The the Chippewas. Okay. okay. I'm like what are they? What? Um. So yeah, they're the they're the Chippewas, and um. I'm gonna take a minus six and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Central Michigan as well. Look, Central Michigan if has you, a number two defense and number two offense in the Mid American Conference. I think Antonio Brown might still have a year of eligibility left, so maybe he comes and suits up. Yeah. And then I think this is a blowout. If that happens, this is my big easy bet. I'm going on record. Uh, but if not, I like a minus six and a half. Yeah, I got Central Michigan as well, minus six and a half. Good defense, good offense, balanced team. Miami of Ohio choked it against um, Akron, worst team in the history of college football. Yep. Didn't win a game this year. Yep, I was on that one. Um, I'm that asshole. So couldn't pick them, couldn't go back to them. After you screw me like that, not a chance. Um, so we're both on Central Michigan minus six and a half in the MAC championship game. So then we move on to the Conference USA championship, another snooze fest. We have the UAB 
the University of Alabama Birmingham Dragons versus the FAU. What are they? The Owls. Yeah, the Owls. Is this uh this isn't Lane Kiffin? Is it? Yeah, it is. Talk shit like Lane Kiffin. So, what what do you think about this one? Because it's a seven and a half point spread in favor of FAU. All the talk, Lane Kiffin's leaving. They're saying Lane Kiffin's out the door. Where's so, he going? Oh, I don't know. It's all up in the air, but potentially. I've heard Arkansas from our inside Arkansas. Um, yeah, he's hoping. Yeah, definitely. But he's 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 on the move. But actually, I take that back because I did just see that FAU is preparing an offer in an attempt to keep Lane Kiffin. Actually, oh no, they're they're paying him a pretty penny. Make no mistake. But uh, Lane Kiffin took that job. Lane Kiffin was in line to come coach for LSU. Yeah, leave Alabama as offensive coordinator, switch sides, yep. and come coach for us. But uh, he got the head coaching job, and he thought that was a better move for his career. And they paid him a shit ton of money. I think he's getting like two million a year over there from that small school. So yeah, I'm I'm taking FAU minus a seven and a half. Yeah, me as I'm as well. Look, I'm F- not gonna lie to you and tell you I know more about these teams than I do. Look, I'll tell you, I know a little bit. UAB okay. has the number one rush defense in Conference USA. Really, but. FAU has Lane Kiffin dialing up the plays. Lane Kiffin's an excellent excellent offensive coordinator when it comes to uh, tricking the defense with play action. Um, and, and FAU has a good passing offense. I don't like to pick a loser. So I'm, I don't think <laughs> UAB has a, a, a real shot at beating FAU. I think FAU is going to cover the 7.5. Yeah, UAB's quarterback almost has a 1-1 one to one touchdown to interception Yeah, ratio. something like UAB's passing offense this year, their team passing offense, they've thrown 15 touchdowns or something. and uh, or 13 picks. Yeah, yep. yeah, 15 or, yeah, maybe it's 15 interceptions total. No, I'm looking at it right now, 15 yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, maybe that one guy, picks. but. Oh, right, right, right. I was yeah. looking at team stats earlier. Yeah, possibly so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like so close to one to one that, yeah. Yeah, I mean they get two hundred passing yards a game, so to FAU's two seventy seven. Um, yeah, FAU's a balanced team. Yeah, uh, four hundred and thirty total yards of offense, and so. they had a they had of course they had to play Ohio State early in the year. Okay, for reference, um, I know this did not pay off for me with the Akron pick. Uh, UAB, or okay, we'll go FAU. Just is coming is coming off of a win against uh, Southern Miss, thirty four to seventeen. Four weeks ago, UAB played Southern Miss and they lost thirty seven to two. They scored a safety all game. That was it. Um, so I don't know what more you need to hear, but you kind of got to be crazy to go with the Dragons. Didn't this didn't their program get shut down? Yeah, a few years back, yeah. but they they came back, and you know I picked UAB this year. Yeah, I know I against Tennessee, and Tennessee has a what you would call an underrated passing offense, where they make some uh, decent plays downfield. I think FAU is going to do the same in this one. Yeah, um, FAU minus seven again. Yeah, reiterate that. Okay. Um. All right. Next game. The American Athletic Conference Championship, you've got the Cincinnati Bearcats playing the Memphis Tigers. So this game is, uh, you don't even, couldn't even tell you. It's actually. nine point spread. No, no, I know. Where is this? I don't know. It's where this in Memphis. Played. So it's a home game for Memphis. Yeah. Um, the, and these teams just played Memphis. That's what I was just about to say. So they literally, yeah, exactly. Just played. Cincinnati could have just stayed in town. Turn right back around, play each other again. Um, 
So Memphis just won this game by 10. It is a nine-point spread. <laughs> been, the, the trending topic of the, or theme of this episode, it's hard to beat a team two times in a row. It's hard to beat a team by 10 points two times in a row, let alone a conference foe, a rival. Um, Cincinnati comes in ranked the 20th team in the nation. Memphis the 17th. I'm taking the Bearcats here plus nine. I think it's hard, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. Yeah, I'm taking the Bearcats as well. back weeks. So, I mean, we're almost picking yeah. – we have one difference so far. And we didn't we didn't consult on these picks. Um, yeah, at all. I'm picking the Bearcats as well. Here's why. Ten point victory last time for last week for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um Memphis, what Memphis does, they surprise a lot of teams with how fast their their skill players are. I think Cincinnati's gonna be better prepared for that this time. They have a quality defense too. Yeah, Cincinnati's more mentally prepared defense. for that speed this time. Yep. And yeah, I think Cincinnati's gonna keep this one fairly close. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati plus nine. Is that what you have? Yep. Yep. Um, okay, we'll move on to uh, – I guess we'll just go in line. Screw it. We could have saved it for last, but it doesn't really matter. The SEC championship game. I think it's pretty obvious who we're uh, both on here. We don't think it's going to be close. LSU is favored by seven. This is essentially a home game for Georgia uh, in Atlanta. Uh, Louisiana teams go to Atlanta and handle business, which is what we do. It's on our nature. Um, the The biggest test of this game is going to be if Georgia's defense can contain us because Georgia has a quality defense, but I don't think anybody can stop our offense. I really don't. I don't think you can stop us. If the offensive line gives Burrow even a little bit of time, he's going to find somebody. Our wide receivers are too skilled. They're going to get open. You can't cover them one-on-one. A&M was trying to cover Jamar Chase one-on-one all night. It was a bad decision. Can't do it. Um, I like LSU minus a seven here. I don't think this game will be close. This is going to be my big easy bet of the week. Um, I think we win by two scores. Easy. Easy. 14 plus. Yeah, looking at this game, Georgia has the best rush defense in the SEC. One of the best rush defenses in the entire nation. However... (laughs) <laughs> they're susceptible in the secondary big time and we're just um, over here setting Bo records Bo Nix who may be arguably one of the worst quarterbacks on a good team in the SEC yep completed 60% of his passes went for 248 yards against this team Joe Burrow is going to complete 100% of his passes <laughs> and go for 600 maybe 700 yards 9 or 10 touchdowns uh, he's going to make this the Biggest margin for the Heisman Trophy voting in the history of Heisman Trophy voting. It's going to be a runaway. Um, Look, Georgia, I've said it for the past freaking five weeks. This team's (laughs) overrated, man. They lost to South Carolina. How are they number four? (laughs) (laughs) I know. If they had a play, um, don't get me wrong, they beat Florida and they beat Auburn. Yep. Beat A&M. But. Those the way these teams match up, Auburn and Florida's offenses are are not the strength of their team by, by any means. No, not even close. They they rely on their defense, and they've only and they only beat both of those teams by I think both of them were around seven point victories for them. Yep. Um. Look, Georgia. This is also going to be my big easy bet. LSU minus <laughs> seven. There's no way I wasn't going to make this my big easy bet. I'd pick it. I think I said it last week. I said, "Look, this spread opened at four. LSU favored by four. I'd have bet the house on that. Last week, when I picked against 
Did I pick? No, I didn't pick against Georgia, but the week before that, I picked against Georgia. I picked mm-hmm. Texas A&M. And they covered. And then we were recapping, and I said, yeah, I told y'all Georgia was overrated. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I said last week, I said LSU's going to double the point spread. I think they can easily win this game by 14 points. I think that LSU's going to win this game by three touchdowns. Judging off what they did from uh, to A&M, uh, Georgia's without two of their top receivers, one of them for the first half, one of them for the entire game. Georgia, who's already has an offense that struggles, they run the ball, but that's not going to keep up with Burrow. LSU minus seven in the SEC championship game. We're both on it, both our big easy bets. Um, I mean, we're just we're on a mission this year. They're going to be playing relaxed. They know odds are we still get in, even if we don't win. I know you might be thinking, okay, well, then they might not come in with that intensity. No. If you see our head coach, there's no uh, there's no lack of intensity there. This dude wakes up and he's chugging Red Bulls. So LSU minus seven in the SEC championship. We're both on it. So we'll move on to the Mountain West championship game. I've got a lot of love for the uh, Mountain West here. I've been big on Boise State all year. Boise State. So the spread says 14. I got Boise State at 13 and a half. Obviously, I took the Blue Broncos. I can't not do it. I've been riding Boise all year. Uh, Hawaii's offense has kind of stalled out as of late. Um, So, I don't know what your thoughts. I would love to hear it, especially if you're going opposites here. Um, I say stalled out as of late. They put up 52 points on Army. But the week before that, they only scored 14. Um, and then 21 the week before versus UNLV. Yeah, but is, Boise State's defenses aren't any slouches. No, they got a quality defense for sure. Look, um, these teams have played this year. Yep. You picked Boise. I did, and they covered. Um, Boise State in the first meeting played Hawaii. They won 59-37. to 37. So They won by 22. Yep. Yeah, I'm going with Boise State, too, minus 13 and a half. Uh, minus 14, I mean. No, I got 13 and a half. Locked, yeah, I, I would. It in. Yeah, I'd say minus thirteen and a half, but I'm saying if it were minus fourteen, yeah, I'd probably still pick Boise State. No, yeah, it's getting up there in the points, but I just feel like. Yeah, but when I when I looked at it, it was thirteen and a half. That's what I have written down. Yeah. So yeah, we're both on it. The Blue Broncos riding with the bank all year. couple weeks they let me down, but that's all right. We're going to finish strong. If you don't think they're going to finish strong, something's wrong with you. Look, Hawaii, they've had an offense that moves the ball the for real, the most the real part of the year, is the real but their defense is not – Oh, no, it's terrible. It's nowhere that's to why, be found. That's why they hit the over when we had like 74 points. Yeah, I mean, I was like other. 74 points in first game of the year. What? So the real question of this game, this is going to be the deciding factor – are they going to get the pineapples to Boise? Because this is a home game. This is on the blue turf. Are they going to have the pineapples? For Hawaii? Yeah. I don't know, man. Pine- I think there's been a shortage in pineapple harvest as of late, <laughs> the last time I checked. You don't think they're bringing them with them? Like they didn't, they haven't been saving some in the freezer? I think that boy, um, What's his name? Braden. What's his last name? I don't know. The white dude with the dreads. Or he's no. not white. He's Hawaiian. 
He's on LSU's football team. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Fajoco. Fajoco, yeah. His, him, and his family. They've been eating them all. <laughs> they own every pineapple farm in in Hawaii, and they brought all the pineapples to LSU. You got a hammer, uh, Boise State, in this one. <laughs> There's a pineapple shortage. It's on the blue turf. What more can you ask for? Boise State minus thirteen and a half. We're both on it. Um, and and are they not playing Bachmeyer anymore? Is he in? I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to lie. The the quarterback they're playing. That's their third string guy is on the depth pretty chart. Good. But yeah, no, he has been playing. And I pretty think they're solid. saying they're sticking with him. No, I know. I think that's but what. But I'm not. That doesn't make me shy away because I watched this kid last week. Oh, yeah. He's a quality do player. well. And he's got a little dual threat ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I've watched. I know Boise State up, down, and around the back, sideways. Know him, know him any way you want to. Uh, Anything you want to know about Boise, I got it. It's my, it's my. Uh, you might as well call it my second favorite team in the year in the league this year. Um, so, but yeah, no, honestly, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Bachmeyer. When I saw he's just sitting there on the sideline wearing the neon vest, I'm like, okay, great. He's not hurt. They're just not playing him. Um, so yeah, Boise State minus thirteen and a half in the Mountain West Championship game. We're both on it. I kind of like that. We're pretty much the same on every game. Um. And like I said, we did not talk about this at all. This one, this next game, ugh. Oh, my God. Um, It's the ACC championship. It's a snooze fest. It's number three ranked Clemson versus number 23 ranked Virginia. What are they? Com- uh, What are they, the Commodores? Yeah, Virginia Commodores. I don't know. I don't think that doesn't sound right. The Virginia um, Commodores. <laughs> um. So, yeah, this one is... Uh, a snooze fest. So, let's see. Virginia Cavalier. Cavalier. Shit. Shit. I keep wanting to call these. I was keep wanting to scream out when I was watching the game last week. I had the Virginia, Virginia Tech game. I keep wanting to scream out, go Hokies. That's Virginia Tech. I know. And yeah. I was like, no, don't go yeah. Hokies. <laughs> I want the other ones to win. So, Clemson is 28 and a half point favorites. Um, look, we're going to pick it if you don't have to bet it. Don't bet it. For all you degenerates, I want to bet every single game. I mean, come on. I, I, I'm going to take Clemson minus the 28 and a half. Yeah, but, I have them at 28 right now. Do you? What, is it 28 and a half on there now? Yeah. It's bouncing back and forth, no, to be honest. Earlier I saw it went to 28. Yeah, it's 28 and a half right now. I'm going with Clemson as well. Look, yeah. Dabo Sweeney's being a little bitch. He's complaining saying they're not getting the credit that they deserve, that they've been the same team all year, this and that. Y'all should have lost to North Carolina. Quit bitching. Y'all, y'all were six inches away from losing to, to return of the Mac, Mac Brown. And y'all, y'all, y'all got lucky. Y'all, got, y'all escaped. They went forward on two. It was a ballsy call. I liked it. Not a great decision by the quarterback, but y'all are six inches away from having a loss and probably not even being in this discussion. So quit complaining. Go out and beat Virginia by 40 because your conference sucks. And – Clemson, two, minus 28 and a half. That's who I'm taking. Yeah, uh, look, Virginia, you won't, might be wondering why this spread's so big. Virginia's coming in as the 23-ranked team after beating Virginia Tech. Um, look, Virginia, Clemson's out of – the reason why Clemson's ranked three is because they're above and beyond their, their conference. Their conference uh, hasn't had many rank, ranked uh, people in it. This will be one of uh, Clemson's first times they're playing a ranked opponent. They've had a couple, but none of them in the top ten. Um, Virginia, 
is going to struggle to pass the ball, and that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, I think Clemson's going to run away with this one. This one could be one where Virginia doesn't score a touchdown in this game. Yeah. No, I think they're going to definitely send a message. Like, look, we know y'all are one of the top four best teams in the nation, okay? You don't need to bitch, Dabo Sweeney. Quit bitching. So, yeah, we're both on Clemson, minus 28.5. Are we taking 28, 28.5? What are we taking? It's 28.5 right now. We'll just be honest and go with 28.5. I'd like to take the 28, but sure. Uh, I think they're going to win by probably no, 30 I know. points, I know. 30 or more. All right, so the last one of the day. This one will be interesting. The Big Ten Championship game. you got Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Ohio State is 16.5-point favorites. This is a rematch of earlier in the year where I took Wisconsin, and they got curb stomped. In their defense, it was raining. Um, but they have one of the best running backs in the nation, and he got shut down. So give, give me your, your, initial, your initial thought on this game. <laughs> first, first thought, Ohio State minus 16 and a half. Um, if you want, look, most people are probably going to be picking Ohio State in this one, minus 16 and a half. However, me, I'm going with the way I feel in my heart. Do, do you want me to tell you who I'm thinking, or do you want to tell yours first? No, I'm telling I'm telling. I'm going with uh, Wisconsin plus 16 and a half because I hate Ohio State. I'm taking Wisconsin plus 16 and a half, too. I swear I got it written down right there. Bam. Plus 16 and a half. Um, it's a lot of points. Um I think this is game is indoors, I believe. Uh could be wrong, but I yeah, want, it's, and in it's Indi- a rematch. Yeah, it's in Indi- Indianapolis, right? I think. It's in Colt Stadium. Could be wrong. Don't hold me to that. Uh yeah. Again, the theme of this episode, it's hard to beat a team twice. They're gonna beat them. It's yeah, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yep, where the Colts play. Um, probably gonna beat them. If they don't beat them, oh my god. If Wisconsin Ohio wins, State's still going to make the playoff. No, I know, but if but Wisconsin wins, that where would where are they going to put them? Not yet. Look, this would be perfect if Ohio State loses. Look to me, Clemson, the way they match up, yeah, it's a tough matchup for LSU. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't want to play. Clemson. I'd rather almost play Ohio State first. Yeah, I don't want to play Clemson. But uh, Clemson's very good. Look, Dabo Sweeney to me has a bit of a argument. A good argument of why his team's being overlooked a lot. No, I get it. Yeah, their their conference sucks. It's not because their they fault. haven't lost a game yeah. in the past two years. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not his fault that the ACC sucks. Yeah, and look, since they've lost, since that close escape to North Carolina, they've absolutely destroyed everybody they've played. Not even close, a little bit. Yep. Um, here we're talking about Wisconsin. Look, the rematch. I think Wisconsin feels. They didn't play their best game. They didn't. Especially on the offensive line. It was wet. The quarterback couldn't throw for shit because the he probably, pocket he was probably collapsing can't even throw on him. if the ball's dry. So you add in a wet ball. Well, he and played he good. He throw. played good against Minnesota. No, I know. He I'm I'm kidding a little bit, but uh what's his name? Cone? Yeah, Jack Cone. Jack Cone, yeah. Uh look, Jonathan Taylor, look, Michigan had a little bit of success running the ball. Yep. On Ohio State last week. I think Ohio State's secondary kind of got exposed a little bit, that they're not as good as everybody thinks they are. Yeah. Shea Patterson was playing pretty damn good other than when he f- dropped the ball. Yeah. Which well, was a major turning point in that game. Old Butterfingers, him and Tua were eating the same popcorn. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, looking at this game, Jonathan Taylor's ability to be able to run a football, we've – we're probably seeing the same shit we said when we picked them oh, the yeah. first time. Oh, definitely. Wisconsin's defense, 
um, coming off of a, a, a pretty good. The weather won't be a factor in this performance one. against a very good Minnesota offense. Yep. Um, yeah, it's going to be inside, which is major. To me, um, it's going to give give Wisconsin a fighting chance at, at when it's dry because they'll be able to do a little bit something throwing a ball. And I hope Ohio State loses. That's another reason why I'm picking. I hope it's <laughs> close, and then LSU stomps Georgia, and then they can't make they can't no they excuse. can't put them in 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 that number one. Because look, it's the top. It's going to come down to the top three teams. It's almost like there isn't really a fourth team that measures up to these top three. Yeah. This year, and um. Yeah, it's almost like you wish Notre Dame would have just went undefeated like they were supposed mm-hmm. like they could have or supposed to do. Yeah. And no, then it'll be an easy mean. it'll be an easy to be in number two. Yep. Yeah, no, I know. Um but yeah, so we're both on Wisconsin plus sixteen and a half versus Ohio State. So we'll recap the picks. Um we are both on Oregon plus six and a half. I am on Baylor plus nine, whereas you are on Oklahoma minus nine, correct? Yeah, that's our only difference. Yeah. Um, so then we've got – we are both on ULL plus six and a half, the Raging Cajuns, best three players, double first names. Um, nothing more you need to know. Uh, we're both on Cincinnati plus nine, both on the Tigers minus seven, LSU Tigers minus seven, both of our big easy bets of the week. We both like Boise State minus 13 and a half. We both like, don't like, but we're both picking Clemson minus 28 and a half. And we're both on Wisconsin minus or plus 16 and a half. I mean, guys, this is going to be a hell of a day. Started off with Friday, uh, Pac-12 championship, which is going to be a, a, an incredible game. These, If you're on paper, these teams are almost even. Like literally almost identical teams. So this is going to be a great game. And then a jam-packed Saturday. I mean, it's going to be awesome. So even if you're not betting, if you're just a fan of the sport, I mean, lay on the couch, kick your feet up, and just chill out all day. If you're betting, I mean, this is a this is a better's dream. This is this is a jam-packed weekend. So that'll that'll wrap up our picks for conference championship weekend, and we'll move on to our NFL picks real quick. Um, we're approaching an hour and a half on the episode. So unless you got, I mean, you don't even have that many NFL picks, right? You got a couple. Yeah, I got three, but I'm going to zoom through them. I, yeah. I was going to just do one, but. Yeah, we're going to quickly, obviously we're picking the Thursday game for y'all. If we're getting technical, um, I'm eight for eight on my last Thursday picks because we pick Thursday night. It's always Thursday night. I got my Thursday night pick right. If you want to get real Overly technical, but we're not. Then I'm what nine and one. Yeah, you on could have been Thursday ten and zero, dude. I know, I know, I fucked up. Um, but we're going eight for eight on the last Thursday night picks, and we're going to look to keep the streak rolling. Haven't lost a Thursday night football game in the last two months. Literally, I can't even try to pick these wrong. So I'm going to pick one wrong this week, and I'm going Dallas minus three on the road against the Bears. Just kidding. It's going to have. It's they're going to win. Um, the Bears suck, and the X factor in this game. The Bears are not above 500. Dallas can win this game. That's <laughs> that's the deciding factor. They're not above 500. Um, they could very easily lose this game. But I'm going. I'm going Cowboys minus three 
Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys as well, minus three. Um, I don't like that. To me, it's because of the Bears' offense. They uh, suck. Oh, yeah, Trubisky's terrible. And uh, Dallas's defense is still playing fairly well. It's the offense that's struggling for them. Yep. Um, the Bears' defense, obviously, is fairly good, but the Lions did put up 20 on them um, with – some clown off the street <laughs> yeah, no. at quarterback. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Cowboys minus three in this one. If I didn't have to pick it, I might not. But uh, but yeah. we always pick the Thursday games. I, do, I, I do always like pick minus, the Thursday games. I do games like right. Cowboys minus three. I do. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, we always pick the Thursday games, and the only difference is I always pick the Thursday games right. If I would only bet the Thursday games, I would be a rich man. I think if the Cowboys, I mean – yeah, if the Cowboys can score 20 points, 21 points, that they'll have a good shot at winning this one. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're going to hold the Bears to under 20. Yeah, Trubisky's terrible. Um, So my next pick, Jaguars plus three at home versus the Chargers. You're getting a home dog here. They sat Nick Foles down. It's the biggest anomaly of the year. Broke his uh, collarbone, comes back for two games, and then they are a game and a half, and they sit him. They're just eating the contract. They're, Minshew Mania is back, baby. Just when you think it's dead, he comes right back like he never left. Minshew Mania is alive and well. Jaguars plus three versus the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, it's time to hang him up, dude. Go have a couple more kids. You already got like eight. Just kick back and enjoy your life. You've had uh, the best almost career in the NFL. Um, the Nick Foles thing is freaking me out. I don't know what's going on with that. Um Talk about just throwing in the towel very quickly. For for the coaching to bench him? They benched him. Yeah, I heard they're shopping his contract. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to be able to find anyone to take that. No, hell no. They overpaid him. Honestly, I, I say that. I mean, it's easy to say that in hindsight, but I, I felt like he – I thought that was going to be the answer. I picked them – we both picked them to win the division. Yeah, and I – um, you know, a lot of people are writing Nick Foles off. I think that if he gets – in a system with a coach and an yeah. offense that can complement him. I thought this was going to kind of be it, though, the run game. Because he, he went to the Rams after his first stint no, I remember in Philadelphia. With Jeff, with Jeff Fisher. And then it was like, oh, man, he's just not. It was the Chip Kelly offense, they were saying. Yep. And then he went back. Doug Marone is the coach of. Doug Marone was the coach of the Jaguars. Right now? Yeah. Who's the coach of? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's coach of Philly. Yeah, all these Dougs getting me. Yeah. And they kind of look – no, they don't look the same. <laughs> they kind of do a they little kinda, bit. They kind of, but I, I can see the difference right now as we speak. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's visualizing it, um, which is good. You got to visualize these games out. We're visualizing winners, and we're handing them out. So, yeah, I'm on Jaguars plus three. You got the home dog. Minshew Mania is back. team's going to be reinvigorated. Phillip Rivers fucking sucks. Um, yeah, Jaguars plus three. So this next pick I have is not a popular pick. You don't get rich betting against this guy, but I'm taking the Rams. Um, I've got them at plus one, but now it's looking like the line's even. Uh, so it's trending down a little bit. But So I've got Rams plus one. Sunday night football versus the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks. The Rams found their offense last week against the Cardinals. Gurley looked good. Goff looked above mediocre um, for the first time this year. But I think they've kind of got some traction going. They're making that late push. They're having a rough year, like I said they would. Um, 
but yeah, that's it's dude. The NFC is going to be a crazy playoff it finish really is. because it's going to come out. It's going to come down to um probably the Vikings since uh, they just lost. Yeah. Um. The. The Seahawks. Well, yeah, you got the Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks the are number two, but yeah. I mean. Well, let's they're put it saying this way. the Niners were going to the Super Bowl, but no, I know now they're, now they're in a wild place. card spot. I know. So let's put it this way: Seahawks lose, and we beat the Niners. Seahawks stay in first place in their division, and we take an absolute chokehold over the NFC. I got the pa- the Packers will be there at ten and three. They're playing the Redskins. More than likely going to win that game. Um, but if we get a game up and the tiebreaker on the Seahawks and the uh, Niners, then I mean that that's a chokehold on the division. We control our own destiny there, and you got to come through the dome if you want to go to the Super Bowl. So, this week is huge. It is absolutely huge. This week is going to be crucial for the outcome of this season. Um, so, my last pick, Saints minus three, my big easy bet of the week. I think we set the record straight. A lot of doubters. I don't think Jimmy G's ready for this environment. Uh, Mozart, the backup running back said that uh, he thinks that the Niners are going to show up and that they're going to make it a neutral a neutral site, basically. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a goddamn moron. This is going to be the guy, wow, I've never heard a stadium that loud before. Like, there's all every, every time somebody comes and plays, like, oh, I don't think it'll be a problem. And then they can't hear themselves think. And then at the end of the game, they're like, oh, damn, it's really loud in there. Yeah, no shit, moron. Like, I scream till my goddamn vocal cords go out. In the NFC Championship, I clap till I pop blood vessels in my hands. Like, you think I just do this for fun? We have guys in our sections passing out Hall's uh, throat lozenges to keep everybody. Keep them vocal cords lubricated, baby. Yeah, yeah you got to keep them fresh. It's a long game. I, I, I pop blood vessels in my hands in the first quarter. Demario Davis gets an interception in the NFC Championship game. Almost fell out of my chair. Um. So, yeah. My last pick, Saints minus three. It's my big easy bet. We're going with the Louisiana teams for the big easy bets. I think we we send a message this week. I really do. I think uh, Jimmy G is not ready for this. Actually, the line is now two and a half. Yeah, what'd you have? Three. Yeah, I have two and a half. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm going with the Saints as well. Saints minus two and a half. That's also going to be my big easy bet. Let's go. Um, we're almost the same over here. Looking at this one, though, I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit more comfortable with that LSU pick. Oh, yeah. If you no, want to go too. with one of these, uh, I would pick LSU. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I feel much more confident with that one. Don't get me wrong. The 49ers defensive line is the real deal. Um, Richard Sherman, if you try to cover Michael Thomas, you're going to tear your Achilles again, so just don't do it. So he can't cover Michael Thomas to save his life. Nobody can. I don't think they have the linebackers to keep up with Kamara. I expect a big game out of Kamara. Um but, no, I feel more confident with the LSU pick, but I feel confident about this Saints pick. I'm not just making it my big easy bet just because. I think uh, we got unfinished business from last year, man. The Niners are young. Garoppolo, he makes crucial mistakes. When you can't hear yourself think, the play clock's running down, you're hurrying up, you're snapping, you got Cam Jordan in your face. I mean, ask Matt Ryan what happens when you got Cam Jordan rushing you. Four sacks last week. He's leading the league in sacks. How many times has this man been held? On a play. Like, I think it's at least five times a game. I look and go, oh, there they go, holding Cam again. He could have 20 sacks by now. Like, he's one of the most underappreciated defensive ends in the league and the most underrated. Um, I, 
I'm really, really hoping, and I think it's going to happen, but I'm really hoping we just absolutely beat them down, set the tone, send the league a message, put everybody on notice. Saints, minus two and a half in the Dome, both of our big easy bets of the week. I think the big difference is going to be the Saints' rush defense. Yeah. No, yeah. We, that's our a, defensive line is very is un, one, it's underrated. Pr- it's one of the best in the NFL when it comes to stopping the run. DeMario Davis. DeMario get Davis. Get a hat might, on a hat. And yeah, no. Keep, keep, they keep the um, offensive line from getting to the second level. They keep them off the linebackers. The linebackers are free. DeMario Davis is able to run around like a madman. DeMario Davis might be the best middle linebacker in the league. Him and Bobby Wagner and maybe Luke Keekley. Keekley's had an off year this year. Um, yeah, one game with 17 tackles. Who? Keekley? Keekley yeah. yeah, that's pretty damn good. Because in this no, one, he's a stud. I like played in this, this weird fantasy league where, like, I wasn't playing fantasy this year. Yeah. But then someone needed somebody, and then it was a free league, and it was like this auction thing where you get you a certain amount of players. points. Well, yeah, I had Luke Keekley as, as my linebacker uh-huh. in that league, and he got 17 tackles. So that's the only reason I know that. No, yeah, he, don't get me wrong. I say he's having an off year in comparison. He's normally the best linebacker in the league, just about him and Bobby Wagner. It's normally like 1A and 1B. But DeMario Davis does not get the credit he deserves. They gave Anthony Barr the Pro Bowl last year. DeMario Davis had better stats all across the board. This dude is a huge reason why our run defense is as good as it is. Like you just said, the D-line gets a hat on a hat, and DeMario Davis is free to just shoot back there and blow it up. So they don't have a superstar running back. They don't have a superstar receiver. Um, They've got Emmanuel Sanders. I get it. But... We've got one of the best cornerbacks in the country or in the league. And then we've got statistically the best safety in the league and and Marcus Williams. I mean, if you look at it, he's having the best year out of any safety. So everybody wants to hate on Eli Apple. I I thought a couple of those pass interference calls and on the Thanksgiving day game were horseshit. Him and the receiver were locked up and the ball's, 20 yards past them, uncatchable. Him and the receiver are locked up. The receiver ran out of bounds. I, I didn't agree with the call there. Um, and then there was another one I thought was ticky-tack. Like, but whatever. Again, everybody wants to harp on all the negatives. We're winning. We are in first place overall in the NFC, and we're about to take a chokehold over the division. So, so to recap my picks, I got the Cowboys minus three on Thursday night. Got the Jaguars plus three. Minshew Mania is back. I got the Rams plus one over the Seahawks. You don't get rich betting against Russell Wilson, but we're going to roll the dice. Um, and then I got the Saints minus two and a half versus the 49ers at home in the Dome. Big easy bet of the week. Lock it in. You can go ahead and recap I'm going quick. with one more. I'm going with the Steelers minus two and a half. Versus? Going on the road to play the Cardinals. I kind of like that pick. Cardinals a bit. struggling right now. Um, Kind of seem like their offense is getting figured out. Yeah. Um, posing defense. Steelers got a quality defense, too. Um, What's this guy's name? Is it Delvin Hodges? Or yeah, is it yeah they call him Duck, though, and it yeah, aggravates Duck the Hodges. shit out of me. He's a duck hunter at age of 13. He was a duck calling champion, world champion. Is that a fact? Yeah. Oh, that's why they call him Duck. <laughs> yeah, he duck hunts. So, oh, um, man. Okay. Yeah, and he he... He managed the game. He didn't manage to give it to the other team like old Rudolph was. Like uh, Mike Tomlin said, he didn't kill him. Yeah, so uh, they're sticking with this kid. And um, Talk about look, getting I your like 15 him. seconds of fame with Mason Rudolph or Im- Infamy. Um, he 
got his head bashed in. It was the talk <laughs> of the town. And then Mike, Mike Tomlin said, all right, you know what? Never mind. You suck. So we're going to go with this guy who was the fourth string quarterback in training camp. Yeah, so, yeah, I like the Steelers, minus two and a half. To recap, I got the Cowboys, minus three. Going on the road to play the Bears on Thursday night. I have the Saints at home taking on the 49ers. This very well could be what set, uh, decides the NFC number one seed. Um, I'm yep. taking Saints, minus two and a half. as my big easy bet. And then I'm going with the new kid over there in Pittsburgh. Good team, good defense. Really good coach. Uh, y'all know I hate Kingsbury. I think he's a squirrel. I'm taking um, I'm taking the Steelers. I mean, there's a reason Kingsbury got fired at Texas Tech. He yeah. didn't just leave Texas Tech to come to the NFL. No, no yeah, they, they gave him the boot because told he him get out sucked. Of here. No, they did. Um, all right, so before we wrap it up, you got any closing remarks? I mean, I hope we do good. I think I feel comfortable – and then I almost get a little bit more confidence that we picked a lot of the same games, uh, same pick. We picked all the same games, basically. Yep, except one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so, yeah, like I said, guys, this is a huge week for Louisiana football. LSU, Saints. Saints about to take a chokehold on the division or on the conference uh, in LSU. I mean, we already know what the implications that have on this game. It's going to be a huge weekend in college football and NFL. So anybody who's listened this far, I know we're approaching an hour and 45 minutes. Um, we want to say thank you. We hope you like what you hear. Go ahead and, uh, I mean, ride with us because we're, we're taking these picks straight to the bank. Um, but, yeah, so, again, as always, follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. And most importantly, we're on Apple Podcasts. Go subscribe big easy bets leave us five stars leave us a review if you like what you're hearing and uh i know we've been saying for a while now that we are going to be recording these episodes um uh video recording so we've got confirmation the camera is on the way back so we will have video recording on youtube coming in the next week or two so that ought to wrap up episode number 18 and We'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, we can all win some money and the Saints can do what they keep doing. Who that? We just got to do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, four, four.